This is your Times Daily World Briefing on Wednesday the 23rd of March. I'm Sophia Franklin. And I'm Kitty Logan. After four weeks of war in Ukraine, civilians are still trapped by brutal fighting in the port city of Mariupol. We even don't know how many people are killed there. And a tornado hits New Orleans, leaving a trail of devastation. Does anybody know who lives here? No. Wait. Jason, do you know who lives at this house? The Times Daily World Briefing. As the war in Ukraine enters its 28th day, the besieged port city of Mariupol has become the focus. It's estimated 100,000 people remain trapped in the city, a place described by some as a freezing hellscape littered with dead bodies. People there have been cut off from food, water and electricity for weeks. The shelling is so relentless that rescuers have still not been able to reach more than 100 people still trapped in a theatre that was bombed a week ago. Alexandra Matvichuk, chair of the Centre for Civil Liberties, a human rights campaign group in Ukraine, is currently in Kyiv and has been speaking to Times Radio. It's horrifying and it looks like a movie from a Hollywood about apocalypse, but unfortunately it's our reality. We have not to be only frightened, we have to do some proactive action in order to save people. And I welcome the initiative of Minister of Foreign Affairs of Greece, who told that he by himself will lead the humanitarian corridors for these people from Mariupol. I think that such kind of initiative has to be supported by other ministers of foreign affairs of other countries. Olga Rashatilova, coordinator for the media initiative for human rights in Ukraine, has been documenting suspected war crimes in Mariupol and Kharkiv. It is uh, quite difficult now because we don't have um, access to uh, different territories which is uh, which are occupied. But we try to find witnesses and we try to uh, communicate with people who uh, remain there. Especially difficult situation is, is uh, in Mariupol. We even don't know how many people are killed there. A little girl, uh, she, she died because she had uh, no water. Very awful stories and uh, we have no way to, to, help, the, uh, to help the people. The effects of intense Russian strikes across Ukraine continue to be devastating. Dr Anatoly Pavlov had tears in his eyes as he cleared the rubble from a psychiatric hospital where he had worked, a day after it was struck by Russian missiles in Mykolaiv. I feel so much resentment and I want to cry because we had such a connection between Ukraine and Russia. And Russian cruelty is so brutal. There's nothing I can say. They are bad people. The Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, says he remains hopeful about negotiations between Ukraine and Russia, which have so far yielded little since the invasion began. He says they're confrontational but are slowly moving forward. This despite a Kremlin spokesman refusing to rule out the use of nuclear weapons in the conflict with Ukraine. Dmitry Peskov said they could be used if Russia faced a perceived existential threat. It's also said Ukraine had been putting up a strong defence and in some places gone even further. We have a concept of uh, domestic security and, uh, well, it's public. You can read all the reasons for nuclear arms to be used. So if it is an existential threat 
for our country, then it can be used. The Pentagon had criticised those comments, calling them dangerous. Larissa Brown, the Times of London's defence editor, says even in the event of a chemical attack, NATO is still unlikely to step in. If Russia did launch a chemical attack, then that should be a red line for NATO. And it's not quite clear then if that is a red line, what what NATO would then uh, do in response. I think it's probably most likely that NATO isn't going to actually uh, do anything uh, militarily in unless Russia actually attacks a NATO country. Um, But obviously, if they did um, use a chemical weapon, then it would be a a significant escalation. And then, of course, in in terms of uh, the words coming from uh, countries like the UK and in terms of the sanctions that they could possibly impose, probably will get a lot stronger. According to the Times of London, Ukraine has said it is fast running out of the weapons it needs to destroy Russian aircrafts and tanks. It's urging Germany and France to honour their pledges and send more arms. The US and UK are both providing military aid. Meanwhile, Russian President Vladimir Putin maintains he's fighting to liberate people from the oppression of the Ukrainian state, and so do his supporters. Does anybody know who lives here? No. Wait. Jason, do you know who lives at this house? You're hearing the sound of rescue teams in the US state of Louisiana as they search the wreckage left by a tornado that has ripped through the state. Powers I can't really see, but there's several houses destroyed in this little stretch here. Footage on social media shows a dark funnel cloud swirling above houses in New Orleans and nearby suburbs, as intermittent blue flashes of lightning light up the sky. The twister then moved through, destroying homes, blowing off roofs, taking down trees and power lines, knocking out electricity for tens of thousands of people. A shocked resident described the scene of devastation in the Urabi neighborhood of the city. It's the porch of my friend's house. It doesn't have a roof anymore. And the house across the street is completely destroyed. At the time of recording, one person is reported to have died, whilst a warning of dangerous weather remains in place. Another setback for an area which is yet to fully recover from Hurricane Ida last August. On the way, schoolgirls left in tears in Afghanistan after a U-turn is made by the Taliban. And in a shock move, the world tennis number one retires. The Times Daily World Briefing. A frenzied knife attack described as the deadliest in years has seen four people killed in Israel. It took place outside a petrol station and shopping centre in the southern city of Beersheba. Sean Vakhan witnessed the events unfold. I saw people running into the compound, a lot of people, a lot of tension and screams. I saw here a woman that was killed, here, right here. Two other people were wounded, one critically. Israeli media says the suspect was an Arab-Israeli man with suspected links to extremist groups. He was shot dead by a passerby. No group has so far claimed responsibility for the attack. Tensions have been increasing in Israel and the Palestinian territories as the Muslim holy month of Ramadan in April this year approaches, a period when violence has erupted in the past. In Afghanistan, young girls have been sent home from school after the Taliban suddenly reversed the decision to allow them to continue their education. They had just been officially invited back into the classroom and so the decision saw many students leave in tears. 
The Taliban leadership stopped female education above grade six after seizing control of Afghanistan last August. Under the previous Taliban regime in the late 90s, women weren't allowed to work or to go to school. But the group is facing pressure from the international community to allow girls back into school. Now, with Afghanistan's economy in crisis, the current administration desperately needs international recognition and aid, and so had promised a more moderate approach to female education. The UN mission to Afghanistan has criticised the last-minute change of plan. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With some shocking retirement news, here's John Jackson. World number one tennis player Ash Barty has retired from the sport aged 25. The shock announcement comes just two months after claiming her third Grand Slam title at the Australian Open, ending a 44-year wait for a home champion. Barty discussed her decision on her Instagram account with former doubles partner Casey Delacqua. I am spent. I just know physically I have nothing more to give and that for me is is success. I've given absolutely everything I can to, to this beautiful sport of tennis and I'm really happy with that. Barty leaves the sport having spent 121 weeks at number one. Poland's Iga Swiatek will take over at the top of the rankings. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Wednesday the 23rd of March. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.